Today's another edition of our Seller Strategy Masterclass series, and I'm going to be giving you guys top product and niche research techniques that will help you beat the competition at finding new products. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitors listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool listing analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. For those watching, uh, for those watching this on YouTube, I'm here in my um, little like Helium 10 warm vest here because I was cold watching that intro that you guys just watched of me coming out of the, the pool there in the Maldives. But today, we're not talking Maldives honeymoon strategy, um, not much at least. What we're talking about is product research. And regardless of where you are in the game, you know, maybe you're listening to this, you haven't even started selling on Amazon. You're going to learn techniques today that will help you find your first product. Maybe you've been uh, selling for a little while. Um, you're ready to find that next product. Or maybe you're a big time seller and you want to you know, explore different brands or look inside your own niche in order to find product opportunity. Well, guess what? This episode is going to be for you. So there's a little something for, for everybody um, in here because one thing about product research on Amazon is that there's no uh, one way uh, to do it. You know, you, you need to be open to the different possibilities and also to make sure to follow the data like I always talk about. Now, one thing just conceptually, I want to make sure everybody understands, you know, you experienced sellers, you know, might probably know this, uh, but sometimes not. You'd be surprised. So the thing is that opportunity on Amazon is all about existing demand and looking for opportunities or gaps in the competition or indications that the competition is maybe underperforming or, you know, not not that good. Right. So the danger is uh, new sellers you know, sometimes want to just go ahead and sell what they know about. Right. Or or sell you know, what they used to do on Etsy. And sometimes, you know, you might be able to do that, but nine times out of 10, you've got to go into a completely different direction. Uh, a lot of you who are maybe new to Amazon, but not new to e-commerce, you know, maybe you've got a very popular.com um, website or off Amazon business. Well, it's likely that there could be demand already for your brand on Amazon and you can just go ahead and have success from day one. But if there's not demand on Amazon, it's you can't just instantly have the same success that you had off of Amazon on Amazon. You've got to be able to analyze the market to see, you know, where are the keywords that are being searched and who's performing for those keywords. You know, what products are out there? What indications are out there that there might be somebody um, or a bunch of sellers out there who are kind of crushing it right now? But you know you can do better than them and, and take some of their their market share. And that's what the the product research is. Finding those gaps, where are the indications that there is demand, because Amazon's all about demand, you know, Amazon's not a Kickstarter, but where there is demand, but there's signs, you know, be it low number of reviews, high number of sales with with bad listing optimization, um, 
very low tidal density. We'll talk about what that is later, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on and on about the different signs. We're not even going to go through all of them, but I'm going to give you guys a good start. So let's go ahead and hop into it. And we're going to be focusing, especially with the Helium 10 tool black box, which is available to all users of Helium 10. But these concepts you guys can use um, regardless of what tool um, you might be using. So the first strategy today is how to find products that a certain seller is selling or has like in the last 30 or 60 days. Now, under what circumstance might this be interesting? Like maybe you're just researching a niche or you're an existing seller and you see this one guy is always competing with you or, or it's obvious that he has a factory maybe similar to yours. You know, maybe maybe he's in the supplements niche and you're like, hey, whatever this guy can make, I can probably make. So I just want to have an idea of what he's doing. So like, for example, I'm here on Amazon um, right now uh, for those of you watching on YouTube and I'm on this this coffin shelf page. This guy's got like the Amazon's choice. And so um, I'm like, what is this guy doing? What else is he doing? Maybe we can have some ideas for our coffin shelf brand. So I can see that his seller name is key craft. All right. Now this is all case sensitive. So what I, I would do is I would copy this and then I would go into black box for products. That's the very first tab. And then just right here under exact seller search, I'm going to put, you know, paste his key craft right there and then hit search. And then pretty much all the products that he's currently selling um, up to 200 or 500, depending on your limit of what level of helium 10 you have will come up here. And then I might, I might get some ideas. And actually most of the things this guy is selling is not even in the kind of Gothic decor or spooky decor. He's got some toilet paper holders, um, moon shelves, remote control holders. But do you notice a, a trend here? All of these are, are kind of like wooden products, right? And it's just like I said, you know, we, you know, the helium 10 factory that we use in China, any one of these products that this guy is making, I can make it. And, and so now I might have some ideas. All right. Well, this guy is, is having success in some of these uh, categories. You know, is there some kind of uh, line extension that I might want to make? And I don't have to like know which, you know, which ones are successful for him right here in black bots. It's showing me his monthly sales. I can see that one of his top sellers is actually this, uh, nesting crate storage, whatever the heck that is. looks like it might be for the kitchen uh, potentially, but he's selling about 400 units of those for $15,000 a month. Another thing that he's selling for $15,000 a month is a, is a moon sh uh, shaped uh, shelf. I can go in if somebody had like more products than this guy, I could go in and filter it out and then really get an idea of which products my competitors are, are crushing it on. Um, and it's, it's just good to know uh, in this, it, you, you can kind of like plan your own strategy based on what the competition is doing. Or maybe you're like, man, this guy's already all dominating this moon shelf category. I'm not going to touch that, but at least it's good to know what they're, what they're up to. Conversely, I might want to look at just what a brand is doing overall, not necessarily a seller that that was what's in the set, that exact seller, but maybe there's uh you know, bigger brands out there that are, that are doing tons of products that aren't all just from one um, seller, maybe a lot of them are wholesale. So something I've, I just found, you know, I was looking at egg trays the other day here on Amazon. I noticed this brand called Utopia Home. So instead of copying the seller name, I'm just going to copy the exact brand. And again, it's case sensitive. And I'm just going to drop that here in black box under uh, exact brand search, I'll put Utopia Home there. And, you know, let me just examine what is this brand doing on Amazon? All right. So maybe I, I'm in wholesale and I want to know what kind of products uh, are, are being listed here. And here, look at this, 300 products came up all under Utopia 
uh, Utopia, whatever the heck I said, this guy's name, this brand name was. Now, you know, this could be a private label research thing, but I think uh, a lot of people who use this brand um, filter uh, might be the wholesale and arbitrage sellers, like especially you wholesale sellers, maybe you close an account with a distributor and you've got a list of SKUs from different brands. Well, you want to see, hey, what's on Amazon already? Um, well, you can just go ahead and go into Black Box, put that brand name, and then go ahead and see, hey, what are the top selling products? Even if there's like 10, 15,000, you can start using these filters to see, all right, which ones only have one seller? Hey, which ones have been selling the at least $1,000 this month? You know, how, which ones have been on Amazon less than three months? I mean, there's all kinds of filters that you can actually use here in order to kind of like narrow down your, your search, you know, for whatever you're doing. So again, this is, you know, highly used by a lot of wholesale sellers out there, but you know, it does have some private label applications as well. Um, another random thing that could signify opportunity to you. All right. It would be finding products with high sales but unoptimized listings, all right? So now we're talking about like traditional product research, you know, like people have been doing even since before Helium 10 using other tools um, out there. And this is like entry in very specific kind of uh, characteristics of a product or listing that could signify that there is opportunity. So uh, I just mentioned uh, unoptimized listings. Well, we don't have a way necessarily to know like, hey, how strong the, uh, is optimization for a certain seller. But one thing I like to do is I like to put in um, the number of images. Uh, to me, the number of images is sometimes, not every time, but a, a decent indicator of how strong at listing optimization or how strong of a seller somebody is, right? You guys know that if you, you know, those of you who've been selling on Amazon, if you want to have success on Amazon or if you're a professional seller, you got to have like six, seven, eight images, maybe even a video there. And if you have only one or two images, like you must really not know what the heck you're doing. Right. And so this is a great way to, to find sellers out there or products that, you know, like they might not be that sophisticated. And so remember, I, I said Amazon is about finding demand. So what would indicate demand for a product? Right. Well, that would be um, the sales, right? So what, what I did here in this black box for product search is I just put a couple, a few random things. I said, Hey, I want to find a product that is selling at least $10,000 a month, but has less than two images. Now, why could this not guaranteed again? Why could this indicate opportunity? Well, you know, as buyers who wants to see a listing that only has one image or two images, like for me, it's a turnoff, not just because I'm an Amazon seller, but I, I just like, I can't really get a clear picture of what's going on, on, on this, you know, product. If I only see one or two images. Also, what you guys will notice is that if you find a listing that only has one or two images, like, you know, we all know that that's probably a sign of a seller who doesn't know really what they're doing. Cause again, if you're a serious seller, you've got to have the full image stack. And what happens is if you find a listing that only has two, one image, maybe three, usually the rest of the listing is garbage too, all right? So that's why, in my opinion, if I see something that's doing $10,000 of sales but only has two images, there's a possibility that there's opportunity. Why? Because why in the world would anybody buy this product 
if everybody's listing in this niche was really wonderful and there was just saturated with amazing listings, right? And everything was all equal. No, people wouldn't pick the, the listing that has only two images. They would pick the more sophisticated listings, the ones that looked better, right? So the fact that this product is getting $10,000 of sales despite only having two images, who knows? Maybe it's because everybody in this niche only has two images or maybe it's because there's only like one or two products that even meet the customer's needs. So like the, the customer has no option. They've got to pick this product. You know, there's a number of reasons that could come up, but it's worth, it's worth checking out. So that's one of the, uh, the kind of filters that I like to um, look at. Now there are plenty of other filters here that you can look, let me talk about some of them and, and wonder what circumstances you would want to use. So regardless of, uh, you know, what I'm looking at, in black box for products, I usually like to narrow it down to a category or subcategory. All right. So that's something that's, you know, newer that you can do in helium 10, but I can go like into the home and kitchen, the whole entire category to find a product, or I can start drilling down in there and say, Hey, let me open up the, the home and kitchen. Let me go into the bath category. And then let me go into the uh, bathroom accessories category and then keep drilling down to find a product specifically there. But then, like I said before, what I like to do is to indicate demand. I got to have demand for something, right? So that's what product research is. I'll usually use the monthly revenue filter and put a minimum of, there's no, there's no uh, magic number. You know, you guys do what you want, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 10,000, 20,000, whatever you think would indicate, you know, high enough demand for what you're looking for. Uh, another thing that I always do, you know, and you guys should do this regardless of whatever tool you're using at use. Um, is is set the price filter, all right? This is the retail price. Now, this could work a number of ways. For me, I, I like doing the price between like 15, 20, and $40. Now, I usually don't wanna see Amazon products that are less than $10. Guess what, guys? I sell products that are less than $10. Um, I did that case study a while back called Project 5K where I launched a whole bunch of of small products just, just to show that it can be done with low money, but I'm not making hand over fist, you know, for those products. And, and if you guys want to make serious money on Amazon, you probably shouldn't be selling, you know, six, $7 products. All right. I mean, if you have to start that way, you got to start somewhere, but that's why I use the price filter because I want to find products that are selling for at least, you know, 15, $20 or more, no magic number here. At the same time, you know, maybe if, if I might have a certain budget range, I don't want to see a whole bunch of products that start coming out there like appliances or DVD players for $200 or $300 or something, you know, that might not be my niche. And so that's why I'll cap that filter. Uh, but guess what guys, maybe you guys want to sell products that are expensive. Well, what would you do in that situation? Well, when you're doing black box for products, you need to put a minimum filter of a hundred dollars or whatever you want. So th this is a very uh, helpful, uh, help, helpful filter. Uh, there are other things that you can use um, like, you know, the monthly sales as far as units goes instead of revenue. Um, best sales month is kind of an interesting one to do as well, because like maybe I want to see, hey, show me the products that were selling the most or they had their best sales month. You know, in other words, in the, the history of the product, right? Let's say the product has been on for two years. I want to see the product that their best sales month was July of 2022, right? Or maybe I'm looking for the best products that was, you know, like in Valentine's Day. So I'm gonna look, hey, let me look in this one category, products that had Valentine's in the title and had its best sales month in 
February of 2022, or actually probably Valentine's is that that's too easy, but I would put something like um, chocolates in the title, not Valentine's. All right. And, and then I would say chocolates, but that had its best sales month in February of 2022. And then I would know, Hey, you know what? These were probably some of the best selling chocolate products that were for Valentine's day. All right. So there's a lot of different use cases for some of these filters. I guarantee you guys probably haven't been using, even though you've had uh, access to it. Um, if I'm looking for private label products, what I would usually do is I would use the filter called number of sellers and put a maximum to, this is important guys, whatever tool you're using, because otherwise what's going to happen is a lot of the products that are wholesale or arbitrage will start coming out here. Um, and you know, th that's not your market if that's not what you're uh, looking for. Other categories or, or filters that you guys can use are things like review rating, review count, review count is kind of big. You know, I, I think the most, uh, that's probably the, one of the most used filters here. And this is the indication again, um, of potential opportunity, because if you think about it, if you can find a product that's selling $5,000 or $10,000 a month, but it only has 50 reviews, Hey, what's going on? Like this must be in a niche where not many people have reviews. Cause why is this brand new product getting all this velocity, right? Same thing for the review rating. If you find a product that's selling a lot and it's got like 3.7 stars, again, it could be an indication that there's demand um, or opportunity, I should say, because, you know, why would anybody, I, I certainly wouldn't buy a 3.7 star product unless I absolutely had to. In other words, there was no other product out there that, that fit my need other than this one, or everybody's only got like three and a half stars on this niche. So I got to like pick the worst or the best of, of all these evils. Right. So these aren't guaranteed to have demand or to have, um, opportunity, but these are the kind of things that I'm looking for. Um, other things I like doing is putting a cap on the variations. You know, uh, you newer sellers, I don't suggest doing things with a whole bunch of variations right off the bat. So make sure to use the variation filter to, 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 uh, cap that out. Another thing to, to do, uh, is, and this is for sellers of all levels, all right, is maybe you want to see, like like me, I'm selling coffin shelves. Maybe I want to see all of the products that are coffin shelves in the title. You know, if, if it's a coffin shelf, it's got to have coffin shelf in the title. So I would use this title keywords, and then I would put in coffin shelf in the title keyword, and then I would say, hey, show me all the listings on Amazon that have coffin shelf in the title, but that are doing at least $1,000 revenue. And then maybe I'm just going to go ahead and target those products in product targeting ads, or maybe I'm just going to, I just want to get an idea of the competition. Um, uh, maybe I'm like, Hey, regardless of sales, show me all of the, the listings that have the word coffin shelf in it that were launched in the last two to three months. So I would put coffin shelf in the title filter, and then I would use this listing age filter and put max two for two months. So, so, I mean, you just want, maybe you just want to look at who the new players in the niche. I mean, the possibilities are endless guys. It's really kind of crazy. The amount of data that we've got at Helium 10, you know, we've got over 2 billion products in our database. Um, and so you can just like look at all these different characteristics of products and just filter it down with all these things. Now we're in December, you know, Christmas time. So what's going to happen is if, if you're doing product research, you're going to see a lot of Christmas things. So if you not interested in selling Christmas um, things, then I suggest using the exclude title keywords. Whenever you see a whole bunch of things come out that you don't want to see, just put in a keyword here like, hey, 
I don't want to see any product in my results that has the word Christmas or Xmas or sweater or wreath or, or, or things like that. So th there's another filter, guys, that might be, um, might be important to see. Now, my actual favorite tab or tool inside of Blackbox is not what we were talking about. It's not Blackbox products. It's actually the Blackbox keywords tool. Now, Blackbox keywords, it allows you to do keyword research or product research, but by searching for keywords. Now, this is important because, you know, you might be able to find products by using the traditional product me method, but me... The way I found or I find a lot of my products the last couple of years is actually searching instead of the product is searching for the keyword that drives sales to a product because looking for keywords that have demand but a lack of competition, usually it's easy for, easier for me to find this. And at the end of the day, you know, more than half the sales or at least half the sales come from keyword searches on Amazon, right? So, um, even if I do find a potential product that might seem but that might seem like it could be opportunity, I've still got to reverse engineer it and find out what the keywords are that drive sales to that product. So that's why I just go ahead and start at the end. I'm like, let me go ahead and find keywords that have um, different opportunity. Um, so now uh, this is now our like, depending on how how you're counting here, the number uh, the fifth. Um, uh, the fifth way of doing product research. All right. And this is, uh, I call this how to find highly searched keywords that have criteria that indicate demand. All right. And now this is doing it at kind of like the average level. So, uh, what I have here in black box keywords, as I said, uh, let me do a search volume of 5,000 to 8,000. All right. Remember what indicates demand on a product is sales. What indicates demand on keyword? on a keyword, right? It's the number of people that are searching it. If a lot of people are searching it, there's obvious demand for that keyword. And then these filters at the top, guys, like monthly revenue, price, and review count, these are based on an average of the top sellers on the page, on page one, all right? So the top sellers that are on page one of whatever keyword that we're gonna look at, what is their average revenue? What is their average retail price? What's their average review? So that's a great way to just go in and look for a uh, demand. And so what I did here as I'm, is I said, hey, show me something, a keyword that's 5,000 and 8,000 search volume. Again, there's no magic number there. You can do whatever you want. That has, if I look at the average of the top players on page one, it's about $4,000 at least revenue. Um, their average price is between $15 and $55. I put here average max reviews of 200. I want to see something where there's a lot of newer players. I don't want to get in a niche that has thousands of reviews. So that's what, what my criteria was there. I also put a minimum word count of two. I like doing that because in my opinion, at least in English and other languages, it's different, but there's not a lot of one word and uh, keywords that have a lot of what I call buyer intent, meaning that they use this keyword and they buy something. You know, if you're searching a keyword like bathroom or table or kitchen, you know, one word keywords, you're probably just browsing and getting ideas, right? Now, if I were to uh, search instead of just kitchen, you know, stainless steel kitchen utensil for display or something, now that is a keyword that has a lot of buyer intent because I'm, it's very specific 
And it's way, way more likely that I'm going to actually buy something in those search results as opposed to if I just typed in kitchen. All right. Hope, hopes that I hope that makes sense. So those are some of the uh, the uh, keywords I just entered in here. I looked at a couple categories, home and kitchen, kitchen and dining, meaning that most of the results of this keyword come from that category. And here it found 69 different uh, different phrases. And there's just a lot of different keywords here that I might not have thought about, like paper placemats. Who would have thought that that in this day and age is still potentially um, a, a an opportunity there? But it has 8,000 searches. But, you know, the average on the, of the top players, they only got 190 reviews right here. Um, here's another what, Magnolia Garland. I don't even know what the heck this is. That's the thing, guys. When you're doing product and keyword research, you might find keywords. You might find products that you had no idea you even knew existed. Um, don't don't let that dissuade you from selling it. Usually that's what you got to sell, you know, because other sellers have uh, ignored it. Now, uh, strategy number six is how to find highly searched items that will be easier to get on page one. And the way that you do that is by looking at title density. All right. Title density is a keyword that or it's a word that we kind of made up here at Helium 10. And it indicates the number of listings on page one of the search results that have whatever search term in its title and phrase form. For example, if uh, I type in collagen peptides in Amazon, you know, 50, 50 results come up because it's page one, right? The title density of collagen peptides is probably 40, 40 to 45. What does that mean? That means out of the 50 listings on page one, probably 40 to 45 of them all have the keyword collagen peptides in phrase form in the title. Now, what that means is, is that it's going to be super, super hard to get to page one for that keyword. All right. If everybody's got it in the title, that's the, you know, the, the, the place that Amazon looks to the most for relevancy uh, for a product. It's going to be harder for you to get on page one. Now, if I were to type in, you know, coffin pencil holder, the title density of that keyword probably is only one or two, meaning that out of the first page of results, only two listings in the entire page have coffin pencil holder in it, right? And regardless of if there's any, you know, even if this has zero demand or it's got, you know, 5,000 search volume, what happens is the way Amazon works now is that since that title density number is so low, it's going to be very, very easy, relatively speaking, for me to get to page one for that keyword as opposed to collagen peptides. It's possible that from day one of making my listing live, I could already be on page one if the search volume was on the lower side as opposed to the higher side. All right. So looking at title density is a great way to kind of like find keywords that will be easy to get to page one. And so like, for example, I just did a, whole, a search here of 8,000 and 20,000 search volume. I use the price and the re, uh, review count, uh, but then I put a title density of max five. And what that means is that it's going to find me keywords where the last time Helium 10 checked, maximum of five listings in the entire page one had um, had that exact keyword in the title. And then you could see stuff like, like gifts for father-in-law. Like that's kind of shocking if you think about it. Like that's a very popular keyword, especially come Q4, gifts uh, for father-in-law, right? Um, now gifts, I think actually nowadays is, is something that you probably can't even put in, in the, the title right there, but I, probably the reason why a lot of people didn't even real didn't even realize that, you know, uh, 
this is a highly searched term and no, and they're probably marketing it as a gift for for father-in-law but they're not they're not putting that in phrase form other keywords i see up here um, there's a lot of like branded stuff you guys don't want to do that but like zip lock bag organizer that's another one that you'd have to check if that is um if that's like a branded keyword or not but if not or if it is that's probably why it has a little title that's because you're not allowed to put that keyword in your listing but again this is very very unique uh, i don't know of any other tool that does this i mean we've had this for like two years now i'm surprised that nobody has copied this um but to be able to see how many listings on page one have a keyword in the title um, is super, super key to know how difficult it is going to be for you to get to page one. Now, my favorite part of black box for keywords is actually using the advanced filters. Um, and this, I would say probably only 5% of you, if that are using this, like just gives me um, potential product opportunities for days every time I use it. Now I told you earlier, the way I normally use black box for keywords or not me, but other people normally use it is by looking at the averages of the top product, which is totally fine. You, you can definitely find opportunity that way. But in my opinion, a lot of the time on a lot of keywords, you're not necessarily competing with all of page one. You're competing with whoever's in the top 10. So I like looking at what's going on in the top 10 products the last time Helium 10 checked. And so I can actually do that. Like here I said, hey, black box, show me a keyword that has at least 4,000 searches, right? It's priced between 15 and $55. Uh, but out of the top 10 products, this is, uh, by the way, I'm using the competitor revenue filter in black box for keywords. Out of the top 10 products, at least four are selling more than $5,000 a month, all right? I don't wanna see a, a top 10 listing where they're all dud products, right? So at least four have gotta be selling $5,000 a month. But at the same time, at least six out of those top 10 products, it could be any six, have less than 75 reviews, all right? So this is really, really amazing, amazing, like next level insights that you are getting. And and I just did this search right here. Look, look at this. Like, I didn't even know this existed. Dog bathrobe. Like, are you, are you serious right now? Uh, hold on. I got to open this up on Amazon. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm looking at this. There are people who are buying bathrobes for their dogs. Um, I love it. I love it because you it's me as a non-dog owner. I would never have thought about it in a million years. And look at this. Page one position. What is this? Three. Page one position three has only one review, guys. All right. Page one position six. Zero reviews. All right. How did we find this keyword? It took me seconds because I entered in those criteria and I said, hey, uh, Helium 10, show me where there's a keyword where out of the top 10 results at least X number had like less than 75 reviews. And this is what the, what came up. Um, I'm not saying everybody go buy this dog bathrobe here, but it just illustrates how relatively easy it is to find product opportunity on the keyword side by using these, these advanced filters. So I highly recommend you guys don't use those top filters. If you're getting stuck, use those bottom ones that, that have to specifically do with the top 10 listings on page one of the keyword really tons and tons of golden nuggets there for uh, for product opportunity. Now, uh, another uh, tool that is slept on in Black Box is called Black Box Competitor. So here is a way in order to find the products that are ranking for the most similar keywords as a product. Now, how would you use this? Let's say I'm doing my, my 
research and I find this dog bathrobe and I find a really top selling product, I'm just wondering who are his top competitors? What if you're already selling on Amazon and you're like, hey, I want to know where, what products are showing up most in the same keywords as me. In other words, let's say that you are ranking for in the top few pages for a set of 250 keywords. Well, what Helium 10 is going to do is we know all of the other products that are ranking almost on those same exact keywords. All right. Does that make sense? So that's actually, you guys, I bet you guys probably didn't even know this, right? I guarantee half of you guys who are listening to this didn't know that, but Helium 10 is tracking that. And so what I can do in this tab, black box competitors, like for example, I put in our coffin shelf ASIN right here, and then it spit out the top 188 products that are all ranking for the most similar keywords. And of course, it's mainly going to be coffin shelves that are going to come up. But as you start going down the list, and there's a score here, by the way, guys, this P index right here, this is like the score. This means that this product here is a score of 10 on the P index. Uh, it's like a proximity index. So that means that this is the number one product that they're almost on all of my same keywords as me. But as I start start scrolling down, I can see like a lot of bat shelves and there's like makeup coffin shelves. And here we got makeup letter boards. Uh, well, not makeup letter boards, coffin letter boards, I should say. Um, there's some triangle weird shelves. There's an actual skull handle here. But, you know, that means that these guys are also ranking for similar keywords, like maybe gothic decor or spooky decor or something. But Really interesting, guys. If you're wondering what are the products that are that you're competing with the most for keyword real estate, this is a great tool in order to do that. And then what I can do is I can like say, hey, since it's on black box, I can use any of these filters and say, hey, show me all the products I'm competing with, but that maybe have a a, a review count of less than twenty or a review rating of less than five. And now all of a sudden, maybe I have some ideas for product targeting ads or sponsored display ads or who I want to, to try and take some of their sales. Um, but really interesting tool, guys, I think is, is slept on by, by a lot of you. Black box for competitors. Uh, the next tip I wanted to give you guys today is um, how to do a, a real deep study uh, into products in the Amazon search results without having to go to Amazon. All right. You might be like saying, what in the world? That's not possible. So if I were to ask you, you know, this is testing your, your Amazon knowledge. How in the world could I see all the details about what is going on on page one, two, three, four of Amazon search results without ever even going to Amazon? What tool can be used for that? Well, the answer is black box for, uh, niche. Black box niche is the name of the tool. Another tool that's completely slept on, right? So you go into black box, you hit niche, and then, for example, I put coffin shelf right here, right? And under coffin shelf, once I do that, it gives me uh, the top four pages the last time that Helium 10 checked, all right, in order. And so, but it gives me all of the details here, like the number of sellers, the price, the monthly sales, the BSR. It gives me buttons to, to go to the product on page. I can add it to my list, et cetera. But this is good if, again, I want to see, let's say I want to target all of the products that show up in the search results for coffin shelf um, that have the word coffin shelf in it. Well, now all of a sudden, instead of going to Amazon and trying to extract that or using downloading Excel or uh, X-ray to Excel and stuff, I just enter it here into black box niche and I would do a title keyword 
search of coffin shelf. And so out of these 181 results, let's see here how many uh, actually have the keyword coffin shelf in the title is what I'm looking for. And I could have what I, I didn't do, but I could have uh, put number of images or variation count or price, et cetera. So look at this. In the search results of coffin shelf, now I know without ever having to go to Amazon that there are 35 products that have coffin shelf in it. And now I'm wondering, well, out of all these products uh, with coffin shelf, I'm just wondering how many are priced above me or how many are priced more than $30, right? Because our coffin shelf is priced at like $28, I think. And look, here are 20 coffin shelves that are priced over uh, $30, all right? Uh, of those that are priced over 30, how many have uh, maybe less than 200 reviews? All right, so I just put that filter in and now I've got a list of uh, products here that are in my niche. They're ranking for the same main keyword as me. Um, I look, I'm better priced than them and I have better reviews in them. Boom, I could use this in any number of ways. So guys, this is, if you're selling on Amazon, this is a great way to kind of do some research into your niche without ever have, without having to go to Amazon and copying and pasting ASINs or running X-ray and downloading and making pivot tables and, and things like that, all right? Black box niche, guys, get to using that tool. All right, the next thing I wanna talk about here, this is now, I think we're on strategy number 10 for today, is studying frequently bought together in order to find uh, ideas on product line extensions, bundling, but more specifically or more, more um, importantly for product targeting in PPC, sponsor display, et cetera, all right? So you guys know what frequently bought together is, right? You, you like here, here's I'm showing up on YouTube here, a picture of some collagen peptides and you scroll down here and it says frequently bought together. This collagen peptides with this CoQ10 and this vitamin D3. So people are buying these all like in the same shopping cart, right? There's a history of it. Now, why this is important, regardless of helium 10, is, is if you look just right below this, these are the competitors who are targeting this collagen peptides listing. And what do you notice about this, guys, those of you watching this? Every single one of these is collagen peptides. And th that makes sense, all right? Like if you're a collagen peptides, you target other collagen peptides with your listing. If I have a coffin shelf, I'm going to target other coffin shelves. But guys, right here, this is a top industry. People are sleeping on it. There is a history that people are buying this CoQ10 with collagen peptides, this vitamin D3 with this collagen peptides. So if I were this CoQ10 and this D3, like, I, and I was studying this, I would then make sure that I'm targeting this product in sponsor display or product targeting ads. Because remember, the way that product targeting ads, it's not just that it shows up right here on the bottom. Maybe it shows up here and nobody ever sees it but then the ad will start following the, the buyer around, right? Like, so I went to this collagen peptides product uh, page, uh, uh, let's say a vitamin D3 listing showed up here. Maybe I didn't click on it or anything, but now I go search something else. Well, I might get hit with that ad because I landed on this page, all right? But right now, all I see is collagen peptides advertising versus collagen peptides. So guys, this is something you should be doing, looking at frequently bought together because it's, it's obvious that people who buy this product are buying these other ones because Amazon is telling us that's happening. There's only two products that show up on Frequently Bought Together at any given time. And th this could change daily, it could change weekly, it could change throughout. So guys, use black box 
product targeting tab. That's the one, two, three, four, five was no fifth tab product targeting enter the ASIN. So I entered the collagen peptides ASIN that I was just looking at into here. And then I look, I'm doing frequently bought together. All right. Now, right here, 35 different products Helium 10 has detected over the last month or two months that have been shown and frequently bought together. Now, it's interesting that a lot of the products are just the same product or the same brand, NeoCell of collagen peptides. As you scroll down here, take a look here. There's that CoQ10 that we see. Um, there's that vitamin D3. Uh, but look at this. Here's some organic protein powder, right? Like you might not know that, hey, you know what? People who buy collagen peptides, they might be buying a protein powder as well. Guess what, guys? That's me. I'm one of these people. I put a mixture of collagen peptides and protein powder into my morning coffee every day because I really don't like the taste of coffee, but I need caffeine and I want to get protein and and stuff and, and I want nice hair, skin, and nails. So I, I put all three of these things together. All right. You know, that's not normal, right? But hey, there must be other weirdos like me out there because th this protein powder came up and frequently bought together at some time this month. It's not showing up there right now, right? If I, if, I, if, if I just based it off of what was showing there right now, I would just see this vitamin D3 and CoQ10. So guys, this is this is like another slept on feature here of Helium 10 or just in general of Amazon sellers is don't just limit your PPC product targeting, your ASIN targeting to only your direct competitors. Do a deep dive into what are the products that are showing up and frequently bought together. What are the ones that Amazon suggests? That's another thing that... Um, that's actually probably number 11 here is how to find the products that Amazon suggests that you advertise for. All right. Matter of fact, this wasn't even on my list. I'm going to go ahead and add it right now, but let, let's hop right into this list. I had filtered it out for frequently bought together. Now I'm going to filter it out to Amazon suggested. Now what this list of products are, there's 300 products here. These are the products that if this was your product, Amazon would be showing you inside your campaign console that, hey, this is what you should advertise for because based on Amazon's internal algorithm and scoring, which we have access to at Helium 10, these are the highest rated products that Amazon thinks that this seller should, um, that this seller uh, should go ahead and advertise again. So like you don't even have to, to be, you know, hack into your to your competitor's account to see this. You can actually see this right here in Helium 10 and we're not hacking anybody's account either. This is open information that Amazon actually makes uh, public to anybody who connects to their API. So it's really interesting stuff. Uh, this is a data point that I don't think many, if not, or maybe any other tools have is the ability to look at what Amazon suggests that somebody advertise for, for any product out there on Amazon, not just your own. Um, the last tab or the last tool inside of Blackbox is called Elite Analytics. All right, it's the very last tab. So if you're in Blackbox and uh, you're looking at the tabs on the right-hand side, now the only ones who have access to this are Elite members. That's why it's called Elite Analytics. This is the very first tool that we ever made specifically for Elite members. And since then, we've, we've made one more tool that we talked about last month in BBL. But basically, let's say you're doing your your key, your product research, like Kevin King has talked about um, in Freedom to Get in Other Places in brand analytics. Like you download all of the brand analytics from Amazon, and then you enter in a whole bunch of formulas, and you're like, hey, show me all the keywords where you know if you add up the 
the you know conversion rate, it only equals this amount, uh, or maybe you add up the clicks and it equals this percentage. However, you guys do your own research into brand analytics. Well, you know, you might that, that might be an absolutely great way to do your research. That's what Kevin does uh, for some of his research. But then you like have this list of keywords, and then what's the next step? Well, it's like, well, what's the search volume of these keywords? You know, like how many reviews does it have? So what you can do, you can take that list from brand analytics or any list that you have of keywords, and then you go into elite analytics, right? And then you upload that CSV file there. And what happens is now we pair Helium 10 information, some unique data points that you cannot find anywhere else in Helium 10. So here's a, just a li random list of keywords that I had uploaded. And yeah, I could see now that the keyword sales, the title density, the search volume, and then some unique uh, data points here, such as the number of results in the top 12 that have over a thousand reviews. Like here's one that has seven. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably gonna avoid this one. But here's one that um, only has one, Agil agility hurdles, whatever the heck that is, right? Only has one that has over a thousand reviews in the top 12. Here is something unique. How many, what's the median number of reviews of the top 12? Um, what's the most frequent seller country in the top 50? These are very unique data points. You're not, not only are you not gonna find on Amazon, but you're not gonna find it uh, inside of Helium 10 out elsewhere. So if you're an elite member, guys, make sure to be taking advantage of this tool. So guys, I hope you liked uh, this episode. Um, we're doing a lot of these seller strategy once a month. I want to just do a deep dive into a different topic with you guys, um, especially, you know, how you can use Helium 10 to help with this. So uh, the first time we talked about keyword research back in October, uh, last month we talked about analytics using Market Tracker and um, other tools. And then this month was mainly about product research and we used Blackbox. So that's just like three, four, five tools out of all the number of Helium 10 tools that we have. Uh, I'm going to keep going with this uh, in January. You guys let me know. Let me know from now until January what you want the January Seller Strategy Masterclass to be on, and I'll do a deep dive on that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to uh, replay it, take down some notes, and start using these strategies in your own Amazon businesses. We'll see you guys in the next episode.